Hi, and welcome back to Quetzy Jabber with your host, Kaylee J. I'm your host, Kaylee J, and I first want to start this podcast today um, with an apology. So if you're someone who's like, you know, the seven people who have consistently listened to a podcast, I'm sorry, this has taken like a month. Um, I had every intention of posting a podcast during the Olympics, um, and life happened. Um, I lost somebody very close to me, I got a new job, and so life's been a little crazy over the last couple of weeks, so I do apologize for that. Um, I do want to kind of pick up on the topic that I wanted to discuss during the Olympics and use it as my transition piece for the topic of today's podcast, um, and that is I want to talk first about Simone Biles and the amazing person that I think she is. And this is not talking about her GOAT status because, I mean, you can open any Twitter post, Facebook post, social media post, Google, and you can watch her GOAT status um, statistics there. But this is twofold. So first I'm going to talk about Simone and then I'm going to talk about the thing that's going to transition us into the second half of this podcast for today. Um, I want to first thank... Simone Biles, I guess, is the best way to start this podcast and this section of it, um, for speaking up for herself. Um, you are, at least can, by most standards and definitely by my own measuring stick, the greatest of all time um, gymnast, period. Um, I am very bothered by some of the things that I saw posted around you pulling out. Um, up until you spoke about losing someone very close to you. And, you know, I I could never do what you do. <laughs> and I definitely, you know, had I been put in the same space, um, I would not have been able to step back and take time for myself. I would have felt the need to keep competing because of my need to not let others down. Um, so I want to commend you and thank you for using your platform and your truth um, on such a grand stage. To me, that made you even greater than you already were. Um, and to those of you that are listening to this podcast, whether you were pro-Simone or anti-Simone in her actions, whatever, because plenty of people were anti-Simone in her actions, which I think is insanity. Um, but I do want to talk to you guys as well for a second. One of the things before or during the Olympics before she withdrew that really got under my skin. Um, and this was actually from before the Olympics, but up until the time where she, she withdrew and then came back to the competition floor was the, I want to call it a fake pedestal we put her on. So, for those of you who don't follow the gymnastics world, um, Simone is a GOAT for many reasons, but one of the reasons that she is a GOAT to, mo to many athletes and many gymnasts is the fact that she can do stunts and she is willing to try things that have never been done before. Um, additionally, to those of you who don't know a lot about the gymnastics community, in order to get a move named after you, like one of the uh, male gymnasts on the American team got it named after him at the Olympics, you have to perform your stunts at specific places. Simone has several stunts that she normally does in her full-on floor routine that 
she is the only one who can do them. Um, Nastia Lukin pointed this out during the first round because she was not doing all of her stunts in the first round. She was saving some of them for teams. She was saving some for individual floor, etc. Um, but the reason that I'm highlighting this is because literally within between those two days, between her first pass on floor and the team competition, and then the day where only like her and Suni would have been able to compete. The media, instead of highlighting the entire team and talking about how, you know, each gymnast could change things or how their score needed to be improved in order for them to make sure they got gold, they, the few reporters that I'm highlighting in this statement, I'm not saying all reporters did this, um, highlighted and only focused in on Simone Biles in her score. So you're on a team, whatever sport you've played in your lifetime. And, you know, everybody had an okay day. There's all things that people could do better. And instead of talking about how the team could have done better, everyone is talking about the things you need to fix, things you need to do differently. Add to that the fact that, as Nazi Lukin um, and the other announcers of the Olympia, of the Gymnastics Olympics commented on, and just, you know, the fact that even this one of the reporters that I watched during this time period even highlighted on um the full routine including the moves um that i'll talk about here in a second that she's you know that are her moves were not in the original routine we're only going to be on the you know the special team day that alone would have gotten them the points hypothetically i mean that's what this man is speaking about and these reporters are speaking about which yes they were all men so when i say man i do mean it um they, you know, they were only focused on what she could do better based off of what she had already done. And I understand that, that, that that's a fair amount of criticism. Like, you can't judge something you've never seen. Fine. But again, it's still a team sport. There's more than one person. Secondarily, it comes down to the gymnastics community. So in the world of gymnastics, as I said previously, in order to have a move named after you, you have to p- compete it in certain... T- places you have to compete in a certain competition that becomes even more difficult when you're someone like Simone Biles who are is doing these moves that are they are you know they're not they're not for the you know beginners or intermediates they are very advanced level moves and you're pretty much being told by all who will listen yeah you can do it yeah we'll name it after you but we're not going to give it a score that's you know worthy of the extreme nature of it because we don't want other people to try it Now, I can't speak for Simone because I don't, again, I'm not an advanced level gymnast. She is a goat, in my opinion. But as someone who grew up in the competitive world of dance and swimming, um, if I'm doing something that's advanced, if I'm, you know, risking injury every time I've practiced it so that it can be perfect, so that I can perform it, I want the score that it deserves. I mean, that comes back all the way down to like, you know, grade school, high school. When you're working your butt off, you want the grade that you deserve. You don't want to be compared to other people or you don't want to worry about what other people can and can't do because you're doing it and you've put in the time and effort to do it. So I think that also plays a very important impact in your mental health because you're like, hey, I'm, you know, 
risking, you know, injury and limbs over here. And you're telling me that, you know, I'm getting the same score as someone who's doing, you know, I don't even, I don't even know how to name gymnast moves. I've watched years and years of gymnastics, but I'm not going to piss off the gymnastics community with my butchering. Um, you know, it's the same as, you know, elite dancers versus junior dancers. You, they're, they're different worlds. They're different competitive levels for a reason. Um, the Olympics is a different stage. So if you are going to name someone's move after them, that's a very advanced move. Give them the score that it deserves. Um, I do also want to, and this is going to be my transition into what's going to be the second half of this podcast, um, thank Simone's family, um, Simone's team, her trainers, her coaches, her friends, um, because to me, the most important part of going through anything, whether it's just mental health struggles or grief, what have you, um, which we learned later, it was definitely grief from losing someone that's very important to her, um, which again is one of the reasons that I have not been posting recently because I lost somebody very, very important and close to me recently. Um, it comes down to your support system and having a good support system, especially when you're somebody who's constantly has to be, as I call it, on, um, is very important. So whether you're a gymnast or in Michael Phelps case, um, which I'm also very, very thankful for him and how he used the platform to advocate for athletes, mental health, um, or just an everyday person, your mental health is the most important thing you have because your mental health regulates your physical health. Um, so not only is it important to become an ad self advocate, but it is important to have a support system around you that helps you advocate when you don't feel like you can, or you shouldn't, um, or you don't want to, etc. And support systems are important in all stages of life, but they're definitely very important in the mental health game because there are people out there still in the 21st century in 2021 that believe mental health is a stage in life and not a condition. They believe that people who quote unquote suffer or have, you know, neurodivergency, um, are just trying to become the center of attention or, you know, are making it up, are embellishing, are crying wolf, whatever you want to say. And then there's people who believe that mental health is self-regulated, meaning that you don't need treatment for it, you don't need medication for it, you can fix you. Um, and while that might be true from time to time, in the grand scheme of things, it's very much not true. <laughs> um, and for some reason, these people view getting help and reaching out for help or getting medication or therapy or whatever as crutches and the crutches that will change you and hurt you, etc. So that's why I wanted to talk about these two things kind of in fault because... I first wanted to, again, thank Simone's family, teammates, trainers, coaches, friends, etc. Because when she came back on that floor and said that, hey, I'm not competing today, no one judged her. 
no one, you know, brushed her off. They all gave her hugs and, you know, high fives and told them they would be there for her, whatever she needed. And that's the kind of community you need. Um, and I know that sounds like, well, no duh, but, um, like I've said, I've known for a very long time that I've had neurodivergency. Um, I didn't know exactly what it was, but I knew I wasn't just like everybody else. Um, and regulation of my, you know, facilities was not always a hundred. And there were people in my life who pretty much told me it's in your head. Um, I don't want you to get treatment or medication because I like you the way that you are. Dude, I felt like I was breaking. Like there were mental health days that... And my Michael Phelps talked about this really well in his Peacock special, um, where you just don't want to talk to anybody. You don't want to leave your house. You don't want to get out, get out of bed. Um, and if it wasn't for some of the amazing people in my support community, there's, I would probably still be there. Um, but talking about it is very difficult. I mean, still right now I'm like picking at my leg because um, that's what I do when I'm nervous. Is I pick at my skin. But it's important and. It gets even harder when you have those people in your life that tell you that it's in your head, that you are quote unquote fine the way you are. Um, and they think it's a compliment. They think like you putting on a facade day in, day out, being who they need you to be or being your their version of you, whatever you want to call it. And them telling you you're fine the way you are or I like you the way you are is a compliment. No, honey boo boo, if I'm telling you that something's wrong with me and I don't feel okay, you telling me that I'm okay is not helping me. And I will be doing a podcast in the coming weeks, and I'm going to apologize because I'm going to try not to make them so sporadic. Um, but there's physical abusive relationships we're all aware of them we all know what they are we see them on tv movies etc there's uh emotionally and mentally abusive relationships and these really can run the gambit because there are no physical markers of them and telling you you're okay when you do not personally feel okay and telling you that it's just in your head or you're being ridiculous or you know it's not that bad or stop being so hard on yourself um, or especially if you have social anxiety, you know, and you start second guessing everyone and everything, the things that people will say back to you is its own fun adventure. Please, please. <laughs> I'm trying not to cry. That's how important this is to me. Um, please find a support system, get a support system or just become your own support system until you find it. Um, Relationships are hard. Falling in love with people is a strange concept when you really think about it. Um, and, you know, we always joke about, you know, you see TikToks and YouTube videos and Facebook comments or comments, social media, national media, whatever, about, you know, red flags culture. I mean, there's pretty much Netflix shows about it at this point. But one of the biggest red flags that is so easy to ignore in a relationship is mental and emotional abuse because it's not physical. And it can be said in such sweet ways. 
I love you the way that you are. You don't have to change for me. I don't want you to go on medication because I like you the way you are and I'm afraid that you'll change. Again. At the end of the day, the only person you have to please, impress, or do things for is yourself. And if the people in your life do not understand that and are not there for you as you go through your mental health, emotional health journey, or if they put you down or tell you that you're wrong, you're not actually, nothing's wrong with you, it's in your head. Those aren't the people you need. And I'm probably going to get a lot of pushback for this, and I'm sorry. I mean, you can um, email me. My email is literally my podcast name at klutzyjab or at <laughs> gmail.com. Um, but I have, you know, witnessed it time and time again. I've been a part of it um, where I want so badly to help somebody that I'll put my own feelings, emotions, and needs aside. And it just drains you to the point of, okay, this is me now. But you need someone in your life that goes, hey, you cannot be burning the candle at both ends. Hey, you know, you have been here for me. Let me be here for you. Or just check-ins. Hey, how you doing? Hey, I just heard, you know, X, Y, and Z. Want to check in with you. Um, <clears throat> but when somebody in your circle who you are telling about your mental health who you are telling hey I'm just not feeling it I haven't been feeling it in a long time or hey this isn't me or I feel like I'm trapped in my own skin and I'm trying to break out these are all things that I've heard in psycho in neurodivergent slash psychological podcast and posts and they go no you're fine it's in your head no you're fine I'm sure you're fine stop being ridiculous or my favorite being a female oh it must be just it's just it's just PMS you'll you'll get over it soon <clears throat> run And if you don't have somebody, you're listening to this podcast, and you don't have somebody, and you want somebody in your corner, reach out via my email. My nickname in high school, one of the many, was The Orphanage. Because I constantly was there for people who did not feel like they had anybody else. I am an adopter of friends. Because I believe that everybody should have an advocate and a supporter. And if you don't feel like you have that, please, please, please reach out over my email again is just my podcast at gmail.com um i know this is a very heavy post and i do apologize and i also apologize like i said before that it took me so long to post this but i knew it was going to be heavy and so i wanted to be in the right frame of mind for it but if you don't take anything else away from this please take away this we need to stop putting the weight of the world on athletes who are humans and we need to also take care of ourselves. You've been listening to Clutzy Jabber with your host Kaylee J. I am your host Kaylee J. Take care.